Brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. I'm here with the legend, Greg Romero Wilson. Uh, waiting for Sean McCorkle to come. Um, who knows what he's up to. Uh, it was funny because I, I was listening to Howard Stern today. And, uh, I, uh, people are like, don't like Howard ever since he became a super liberal. Howard Stern is still one of my favorite uh, entertainers. Great show. I'll listen to it all day long. Uh, you know, I could not agree with someone's everything about someone's politics and still like them and love them i mean it's just this fucking called being a person uh yeah i like love howard and I, and I agree most with politics anyway but he was saying how they were talking about people getting kicked off airplanes for not wearing masks and he was saying that anyone who doesn't wear who like who like refuses to wear a mask in public is an asshole like they're an asshole before <laughs> an asshole there. i couldn't help think of mccorkle uh, yeah, <laughs> but not because of the mask. Just when he said that person was an asshole. Exactly. That's <laughs> he got there. You but, beat me to it, buddy. But the thing is, is that the thing about Sean though is that you're like the opposite of an asshole. Like everyone that meets you, you're like the uh, nicest. What? He's the nicest person, and like in person, you won't meet a nicer person. Uh, like I'm, I, on, I'm, like, I, I'm not gonna say he's not nice, but he's kind of the definition of an asshole. I. I, I <laughs> I, I don't know where you're cutting this, you know? <laughs> Which, I mean, what do you think, McCorkle? <laughs> uh, depends on if you cross me or not. Exactly. Everyone has the ability to be an asshole. Yeah, but, but the thing about, like, Sean, he came to my wedding, and my dad was like, that McCorkle, what a nice guy. Like, everyone that, like, my, my wife loves him, like, like, friends that know them, he'll go out of his way to be nice to people. Like, he'll, like if I was like, Sean, man, I need, I need a ride to Mexico tomorrow. My fuck, I need to ride him. I feel like Sean will come over and give me a lift to Mexico. He's one of those fucking dudes that will like, he'll, he'll like be there for you. I just think that social media is not your friend. Uh, certain people are just not good at social media. Uh, that might there. be just where I take out some of my uh, hidden aggression also. You know, like I usually like to find a target. Like it was Jason Reinhardt for a while. It was, um, what's his name? Uh, Guida's brother. I can't remember the name. Oh, Jason. Jason Guida. Seems like a lot of people named Jason. <laughs> um, but no, then, uh, Brendan Schaub, like, uh, every now and then I gotta get a target. I need an arch nemesis. <laughs> Your honor, I rest my case. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who, yeah. At what point do you no longer need an arch nemesis? Uh, by the way, how was your, how was your Thanksgiving, Sean? What, what, what did you do? Uh, we went to my brother's house, man. It was really, uh, it was really good. One of my favorite ones in a long time. Mostly because not very many people came, so I didn't have to pretend like I was there. Like, oh, hi, Uncle Bob. It's great to see you. Like, I, you know, like I don't know, listen to their stories and stuff. But uh, that went different than I planned on. Luckily, none of them listened to this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I was able to network with some of my family and get them fake uh, COVID vaccination cards. So that works out. 
There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm just joking. I would never have access to such a thing. Uh, sure. Uh, Greg. I feel like you got a lockbox. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and Greg, what about you? It was, you know, it was a very Hollywood Thanksgiving for the wife and I. We went over to, um, we have these friends who are musicians who have this, uh, you know, they're very successful. They produce a lot of hits for a lot of pop artists. And uh, they have a big house over in uh, the Mount Washington area. And so we went over there, although it's a lot of musicians. And so I, I you know, I grew up in Texas. And, in, you know, in here, you know, there were at least, I would say, a dozen vegetarian vegan options oh god in texas <laughs> the closest thing we got to a vegetarian option was the white meat uh, so yeah. i i mean this is so it's not the food selection that i'm really accustomed to oh god but it was all very good and it was all you know it was all fantastic the company was fantastic everyone was awesome and it was a great time and uh you know we love those friends of ours very closely and so um, it was so overall. It was really great. I'm just. I was just. I've never seen the the flag. They had little flags with the letter V on it, <laughs> sticking out of like most of the items. And I was like, "Are these virgins? What is this?" Okay. So, my wife's family is like super, like super Christian. I mean, her like uh, you know Trump, yeah. supporter, Trump supporter, guns. You know, anti. By the way, those two things are not—they're uh, not mutually exclusive. Okay, not all super Christians support Trump and other guys. But but it's funny because they're like Mex her grandma's Mexican, uh, Trump supporter, born again Jesus, born again Christian, and uh, what actually at my uh, at my daughter's birthday she was there. And she asked my friend Glozell, she goes, can I talk to you, Glozell? And my, the grandma goes, she goes, sure. She goes, how do we get Adam to, to find Jesus? Like, this is what, like, they're talking about at my, my three-year-old's birthday party. Like, you know, like, how do we get me to find Jesus, right? Uh, but, but, this, but this time it was okay. I mean, they're, look, they're really nice, beautiful, you know, they're really nice people. And, but they're just, they're just funny. Like, like Tori Spelling was at my, my kid's birthday party, Tori and Dean and, and like, their kid. And then, you know, I was like, hey, this is my great, this is, uh, you know, Violet's great-grandma, blah, blah, And Tori's like, I want you to be my great-grandma, you know, like, just being nice. But then I got a call three weeks later from her. Like, Adam, uh, can I have Tori Spelling's phone number? Uh, because she said she wanted me to be her, her like, grandmother. And I want, I'm like, absolutely, <laughs> there's no way. Absolutely not. That is not exactly, like, she was just being nice. <laughs> like, that's the last thing they need, right? They have enough issues with their own family. They don't, they don't need our issues. Uh, so, but that was, that was, it was, it was fun, though. It was nice. We, we saw, like, deer, and I had a dog, and it was nice. But, like, you know, Anthony Clark used to have a joke, like, if you have one day to live, go to, uh, I don't know, something North Hickory, North Carolina, because that one day will feel like 27 years. Yeah. And, and there was, a, there was a lot to that. Uh, there was a lot of like, Oh my God, this is like kind of like groundhog day. <laughs> a, a lot of that. My wife tells me when we get around my family, I get this look on my face and she recognizes it. And that means that I'm just like, like mentally just waiting for it to be over. And it's like the smile I get just kind of like a, yeah, I know. <laughs> Like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh, yeah. And it, that's, it just glazes on my face until we get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I, I, like, know that look. I've, I've been there. Now, we have to talk about the fight, the thriller card that went on over there. Adam knows that look from women he slept with. <laughs> I was about to say, here's, here's McCorkle, the look that McCorkle's family gets when he shows up. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. I used to have a little my, my old Chihuahua Miles. I remember you know he used to bark every single night, you know, and keep up the whole thing. I remember one time I took him outside, and a lady in my, my uh, lived on my floor went, "It's him." Uh, like, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. The Triller card. You guys, first of all, I don't understand what is going on with this. Okay, it was in a triangle, and they said it was like a hybrid of MMA and boxing. It was all boxing. There was no MMA. Neither of which have a triangle. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what's half of an octagon and half of a square is a triangle? Like, I don't, I don't get what's going it, on in the geometry. It was crazy. So it was supposed to be MMA versus boxing, right? And Shannon Briggs had the boxing team and Rampant had the MMA team. Now, these two together are hilarious. Like, they really should remake, like, How High with those two because they're just constantly barking at each other. And Shannon Briggs is like, you know, let's go champ, let's go champ. And he said he was mad at him because he wanted to play B.A. Baracus in the A-team, but he turned it down. And then Rampage said he could hear Shannon saying, let's go. A lot of people say they turned it down. Like, oh, did you? You turned <laughs> down a major motion. What else did you have to do that you then, couldn't make time for a major motion? Okay, sure, you turned it down. And then Rampage was saying he could hear him saying, let's go champ by himself when he's naked in his own room. Uh, <laughs> like, these two together are hilarious. But I got to say, all right, first of all, the Frank Mir Pulev fight, this is like, you know, Frank Mir is 0-1 as a boxer. 0-1. This guy Pulev was 28-2, and with his only losses coming to Klitschko and Anthony Joshua, right? So two we're, we're pretty, pretty good fighters. And he fought Joshua like 10 months ago. It wasn't like he fought him like, you know, Frank Mir was never a striker. Like, even when he was like UFC champion, it was his jiu-jitsu and a grappler. Dude, they're going to get somebody killed in this organization because yeah. – there was no reason for this fight. I understand what Frank Mir signed up for. Great. A lot of fighters will do a lot of stupid things, but they're going to get somebody murdered. And that's almost what happened because Dan Mergliata, this guy was, I never saw a guy more out on his feet, didn't know where he was in round one. You saw quickly, McCorkle. You know how you always talk yeah. about how you could tell the difference between a boxer and an MMA fighter? You saw those straight, quick punches that Frank Mir had no idea were coming at him. Uh, mm -hmm. And man, it, it was sad. I want to know what Mergliata was doing. What, what what world was he in where he let him take those extra shots and then, like, at least give him a standing eight count, something. You know what I mean? He's Like you said, going to get somebody killed, man. That was – I thought I couldn't believe it. When I watched the replay, I kept hearing people say that he was going to get somebody killed, you know, whatever. And I, it was worse than I heard online. Like, it was it was bad, man. And I don't understand, like oh, – So they gave uh, – Supposedly they gave Mike Perry one hundred fifty thousand dollars for his fight, right? Two fifty, I heard. Two two fifty, and they gave me a million <laughs> or something, and then they gave the other. It was three dollars to order the event. It was three dollars, and the funny part, like, where are they getting this money from? Like, what? And they paid Metallica. Metallica's not doing anything for fucking cheap. I mean, what? Oh my god! This is like I think if he, what my opinion, I think they heard the UFC lost forty-four million dollars when they started, and they're like, "Hey, we're only down ten million event. Let's keep going." But uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, you can't, and you're switching the rules. That you're like, it's in a triangle one time, a boxing ring. They're burning somebody's money. I can't imagine anybody. That's who I want to know. Time. Whose money are they spending? Because this thing is so – you know what it is? I think it's they're spending the money, whatever they made on that first Jake Paul shit. I think that – and it also proved that they just – they tasted that money and they got addicted to it. 
They're like, okay, we lost Jake Paul, but we can still just do this on our own. What's to keep us from doing it on our own? You know, and then they broke out an eight ball of cocaine. And next thing you know, we've got a triangle and <laughs> fucking morons. And Metallica is the highest paid act on the fighting bill. This is going to be like the fire Festival. You know, like you're going to see in three years, uh, there's going to be all these Netflix documentaries on Triller and all these people that were like, you know, they're going to be like, well, I, I thought it was a great idea. And they came to this and then because there's no fuck for three dollars. I mean, people three three dollars. Like, were you, you guys shocked? Did you, were you shocked that Mitch Rayo lost? I watched it and I thought he won by one point. Like uh, I thought he won the first. I knew he won the second with a knockdown. It should be ten eight, and then won the third. And the other guys up like sixty eight sixty four. I'm like, where did? So he lost every round, but the round he knocked the guy down. Like I don't. I thought understand. he did great, especially for a guy who didn't even know he was fighting until like a week before. You know, like, yeah. like you said, Mitch Rayo hits like a mule, right? Yeah, it's hard, man. Real hard. He, you, you can tell he stunned that guy a couple times. It's like when he hit him, you can tell that guy was like, holy shit. Because it's not ever, orthodox, but, man, it's it's fast and it's hard. Has he ever knocked you down? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he actually, one of the first times we sparred uh, ever, Matt had already head kicked someone when they were just boxing and knocked the guy out for 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, and it, like that was like the week before he left in an ambulance because uh, the, the guy didn't know they were kicking. He thought they were just boxing. And uh, – so me and Matt go to box, and when it's heavyweight, you got to take it easy when you spar, man. Like, you can't you hurt each other. So we're good. We're about even for the whole thing. The buzzer goes off with 10 seconds left, so I just kind of ride it out, push off, start to back up. And then he hits me with a seven-piece combo with one second left, full force, on all of them and dropped me. Like, literally dropped me. He didn't know he dropped me because I just sat down like I was tired. But yeah. I, I couldn't think straight for three days, man. Like, literally for three days, I was cloudy. Sure, yeah, I got a really bad concussion. But uh, were you, were yeah, you after that, when we sparred, I just – Was it a learning experience? Were you pissed or was it like a, a learning experience for you? I was, I was too, like, spinning to even to be mad. Like, later on, I told him – I always just tell guys when they would spar, I said, hey, if you want to fight, let's fight. If you want to spar, let's spar. But I don't want to spar if you're going to fight. You know, I said, so let me let me know. If we're going to fight, let's get paid for it. But it's it's everybody. Every single dude is the same, man, 99%. They test you out first if they're better than you, then they start lighting you up. Like, they always see if they can, you know what I mean, if they're a lot better than you stand up, that's when they want to hit hard. That's – from Tim Sylvia, Matt Mitrione, anyone good I've ever sparred with, unless they're really, really good, then they take it easy, you know, like a pro boxer or something sometimes. But uh, the pro boxers also know I'll whip their ass for real if they hit me hard. I've always told them, like, hey, you start hitting hard, that's fine. I'll pick you up and slam you and just beat the brakes off it, you know. So, um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's every MMA fighter, man. It's ridiculous. As soon as they test you out, think they can take you, then they start hitting at 90, you know, 100%. So. Well, and Mike Perry, shout out, you know, he won his fight against a real boxer, but – People are like, well, Mike Perry won his fight, but he, he fought a guy, he didn't fight a guy at the level of Pulev, a guy who's a world champion, top five in the world, you know? He fought like, I would say a good, maybe a little above journeyman fighter, and Mike Perry won, which was great. But the problem and is- Perry was Perry boxed pro before he even started fighting MMA. So oh. he had a couple pro fights in boxing. So I think he started yeah. out wanting to be a boxer, you know? But Frank Mears, I mean, look, man, I, I, you know, he's got a beautiful family, a great wife, he's a really nice guy. I, I don't think, you know, he's a really smart guy. I used to love when he commentated for WBC. He was a great commentator. I, I, people say he needs money. I don't know what he spent his money on. But, uh, dude, this is not the way to do it, man. Um, you don't need to be getting Turns out $30,000 a fight doesn't go that far when you retire. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I mean, but he had some big title fights. I mean, his fight versus uh, uh, um, Brock Lesnar. Big blonde dude. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah Brock Lesnar. That fight, their second fight, that paper, it was a pay-per-view, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty, and I mean, that 
It was an incredibly, I'm sure he got very well paid. I would hope, I would imagine, because that was the big headlining fight. No, yeah, he said, when he said he fought Brock, they used to do the pay-per-view. I won't bore you guys with the details, but it used to be, if you were a, like a champion, he didn't get pay-per-view the first Brock fight. The second time he did, but if you were a champion, the first 250,000 buys was the UFC's. Anything over that, you would get $2 a buy. So uh, like $1 to $2. So let's say he does 700,000 buys, which is a big pay-per-view. You're still getting under a million dollars, you know, um, for the thing. And Frank said that he, the, if, he would have, if he'd have won and got his bonus the other night, which would have been just over a million, would have been his highest payday of his career, which is crazy to think he fought Brock Lesnar twice and fought Crow Cop as the main event. I mean, he had several main events of pay-per-views, you know, yeah. just But he also went to crazy. Bellator, and I know Bellator was giving out some pretty big deals. So yeah. he went to Bellator. Dude, that, that Brock Lesnar, I remember watching that with my dad. It was one of the first fights I ever watched with my dad, and first UFC fights. And he was just like, he got the living shit beaten out of him. And my dad was like, he went to his corner, and they were like, my dad was like, what are they going to say, good job? Like, I never saw, <laughs> I never saw a guy get put in a hard headlock. And just, and just boom, 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 boom. But what's crazy was like, dude, his face looked like ground beef and when crazy. he stood up. And you couldn't see it for the most time. Like you saw it when it went under, and then you saw it when it came up, and you were like, well, that's what I thought it would look oh like God. based on what just happened. But then the countdown special before that was like, Frank was like, I know things in jujitsu that Brock hasn't even learned yet. Like, he was all, like, really proud of his jujitsu. And then all Brock did was put him in a fucking schoolyard headlock. And it was like... Totally. And just like, beat like, his face. Like, whether you're that strong as Brock... Like, I honestly think that there are certain guys on certain nights where no one can beat him. Like, I think that when Mike, Mike Tyson fought uh, Mike Tyson Spinks, like, when he knocked him out in 90 seconds, I don't think there's a heavyweight on the planet that ever could have beaten Mike Tyson that night. Okay, and I think with Brock yeah. Lesnar that night was unbeatable because it was before he got he he got diverticulitis and he got kind of exposed with the striking and yada yada yada. I mean, he just put the dude in a headlock and was just that was crazy. That was crazy. I mean, that that was, that was it was one of my favorite fights of all time. That was, insane. I was, I was like, I, it really made me a huge Brock Lesnar fan. You would have really scene. loved the fight the other night if you enjoyed that, Rich. You'd have loved the thriller <laughs> fight with Mir. Yeah, I'm looking night. at some of the images, man. It doesn't look good. That was the same night that Bisbing got knocked out by Hendo. It was the same. That was the same card where uh, where Dan Henderson. Uh, flatline Michael Bisbing. That was the that same was UFC guy. 100, right? Yeah, that was one of the best UFCs I've, I've ever seen. Uh, it was that, that was an amazing UFC. Uh, by the way, so uh, all right, a couple other things. Um, we got. Wait, 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 before wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. How was Metallica? I didn't even see them. I, I oh. was. It was like I was. I was doing a show at the at the Haha. Ha, so I was watching it. In, I was hosting. So I was watching it in between going on and off. I had just, my, my daughter wanted, we, we, we saw Sing 2. We had sneak move back tickets, which was actually really good. That's fun. Sing yeah. 2 was great. Before that, I went to this, like, world's largest bounce house. So I'm, like, watching Thriller while watching Sing 2. I'm, like, it's the exact opposite. I'm watching, like, fighting in a thing while I'm watching a Disney movie, basically, or Pixar, whatever it is. And you know, I, I turned down a role in that Sing 2. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was like one of the extra wars. And one I'm of the sure extra, the big, like uh, roles was like Brendan Schaub hater number one, and it was me. Yeah, and, uh, you were like, you know Brendan what? Schaub haters, everyone else. Then I went to a party right afterwards at uh, Jonathan Sadowski, who's a pretty big actor. He's been on a lot of things. Real nice guy. He trains. Uh, he's, he's he's a friend of mine. He's my like 
my wife loves them because she she loves this one show called I think it's Young and Hungry on Netflix. And she loves Young and Hungry, and it's a big show. And and Jonathan was like one of the stars on it, and yada yada. So I go there, and uh, Jesse Jess was there. Uh, so it was, it was cool seeing Jess was at the party. And then Jalen oh, cool. and Jalen Turner, who goes by the Tarantula, uh, who's who's ten and five, really good fighter. He's got a fight coming up. He's, he's like won three in a row. And they call him the Tarantula because he has a hundred tarantulas. Like he has like pet. He's this like tall black dude, six foot one black guy with a tarantula. I told him he should knock people out and just like put them on the people, you know, like in WWE, you know, like they, Jake the Snake, like <laughs> a fucking snake. Uh, but he, he was telling me all kinds of stories uh, about fighting. And then Hans Molenkamp was there. You know Hans? So Hans is like the main guy from Monster. He's this guy that like Monster Energy. He's the guy that Dominic Cruz called out. So Dominic Cruz won his fight, uh, his last fight. And they go, who do you want to fight? And he said, the guy from Monster, like the, because he has screwed him on some kind of deal. But the guy's like, you know, six foot three. Oh, he screwed him all right. <laughs> but he's not, even, he's not even a fighter. Like, I, I think he's like an amateur kickboxer or something. But he makes these stupid videos where like, which I thought they were stupid. But somebody's drinking like a coffee or a drink, and then he kicks it out of the guy's hand. And people are like annoyed because they're drinking a coffee and he goes up behind you and just. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard, I've heard about this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I asked him, I, I was like, so I'm sitting there with Jalen and him and Jalen has a drink and I'm like, you're not going to kick it out of his hand, right? And uh, it was like, he, uh, he was laughing. But then I was like, hey, why did Dominic Cruz call you out? And he goes, dude, I guess him and Dominic are like, they're friends, but they're frenemies or whatever. He said that his phone would not stop ringing. Like Cruz wins his fight. Imagine like you get called out, like you're watching a fight. He's like, I'm watching a fight. I think he's going to say TJ Dillashaw. And he calls me. <laughs> he's just like, that's <laughs> <laughs> I heard a rumor, Adam, that uh, I heard a rumor that Dominic Cruz said, "If I do keep talking shit, somebody's going to end up getting their dick sucked." Dude, Dominic there Cruz. Dominic Cruz is not. There it is. There uh, it is. Like I defend them. Can't stop, YouTube, won't stop. And then yeah. the YouTube comments are like, "Adam wants to fuck Dominic Cruz." Like, so I, I'm not even going to fucking like, like, but like, I like, dude. Dominic is a funny guy though, because he's always like, he's a kind of, he's one of these dudes that like I told you when I, I did a, a sketch with him. And he goes, I don't find this funny. This is really stupid. But let's just get this over with. Like, that, that's, that's what he said. Like, that, I'm like, all right, we're up to a really good start. He's just moody all the time. And there's one girl, Aspen Ladd, missed weight because of her period, right? She claimed she had her period. So I go, that's bullshit. Dominic has his period for the last seven years. Uh, and, I, and I fucking texted it to him. He's like, I love this. So he's a good sport. Fucking, uh, I don't know if he's going to want you calling him a homosexual the entire time. Uh, anyway. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. By the way. It's a compliment. Uh, by the way, this breaking news, guys. Uh, the Island Boys uh, had uh -oh. their first, they had their first live show, and they got booed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they should have done it in a triangle. Do you guys? Do you, Greg, do you want to see what happened? I yeah. absolutely do. I must see this. All right. So. By the way, Adam, I want to thank you so much for introducing these guys to me because that's all I see them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, okay, hold on. So, the people are bullying.
Yeah, so it didn't go very well. Uh, What's with the... Why isn't there music behind them? Like, they're just shouting. I guess they were doing acapella. Uh... Uh, you know what's next for them? They might end up headline a thriller pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right about that. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what, though? I mean, but they could take that to, like, Omaha, and they're going to be like, Woo, oh, my God, it's the guys from TikTok. So, you're right. They should have had a track behind under them, right? I mean, most people Yes, are- that's so weird. Like, they get to their one bar island, and you hear a DJ kind of... But it's like, where's the track? Where's the track? You don't just... Nobody raps a cappella unless it's like that one moment at the end of the song where the beat drops off and you just got to rap, you know. What idiot! See, and this is why you don't try and translate a 30-second performance into a 30-minute performance. But I got to admit, if they were playing like down the block, I I would walk over to watch them. Like, you wouldn't to see what would happen? No? If they were playing for free... (laughs) And they had a in and out truck giving away free food. <laughs> then I would walk down there. You know, he said one of them said he. You told me I think he sold his soul to the devil, and he said, "Yeah, he what is that? that? What is this rumor? What is this?" He actually said on a live uh, stream, he said he sold his soul to the devil and uh, told the devil that he would give him his soul if he made him like uh, rich, famous, and talented. And so I don't think the devil's holding up his end of the deal. <laughs> Not at all. Like, yeah. If I would like, I'd, I'd talk to an attorney about that if I was him. I'd be like, listen, where, where's the talent in this soul? You know, well, I think that's their loophole to get out. Right. <laughs> like, hey, listen, you may be rich and famous. Actually, they may not even get rich. I'm sure they'll get rich off it somehow. But going around doing these live shows, they should be able to make a little bit of money. I mean, just that'd be great if it just becomes a thing to go boo them in person. It really, it could be like the Blues Brothers, where they have a cage in front of them or something. People can throw shit at them. Yeah, they gotta like, you know, figure something. I heard that's what they're installing at Brendan Shop shows now. (laughs) I'm an island boy. I mean, you just don't, you know, you just don't go to level ten. You gotta take all the steps, you know. Uh, so Everyone's, uh, TikTok is such a shortcut, but it doesn't mean you're going to be any good once you get to the actual stage. So Tyron Woodley says he's fighting next year in four different types of fighting. Um, Whoa. Oh, my God. That's right. This is an MMA podcast. Uh, he's probably not going to throw a punch in any of them. Uh, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Like the- <laughs> Are any of those mental battles? Because that's the only thing you think you're going to have Tyrone throwing in any fight. <laughs> At least one of them is going to be a rap battle. He says you're going to see me fight multiple times for different promotions, four different styles of fighting. I'm going to be the first one to do it. And then everyone else is going to follow behind like they always do. One of them is going to be MMA in July in Las Vegas. Uh, first question I have is what has he done that everybody else has followed and done? Because I'm sure MMA had been around before him and after him by quite a bit. So I just, I don't know, where's the, is it, was it the, the R&B song? I mean, I, mean, I, I like Tyron a lot. I, he's got to figure out how to pull the trigger or something. Like just work cardio, exclusively cardio. Right, Sean? I mean, he's got the power. Dude, it's, I'm nobody to give advice on cardio, but it, um, Tyron Woodley looks supernatural, you know, seven, eight years ago, man. But it's just, uh. Sometimes when it's over, it's over, man. And I don't uh, – and what's crazy is I think he's in the shape to fight. He just has that mental block where he won't fight aggressively or he th- maybe some guys think they're winning. I always felt like I was losing, usually because I was. But I always felt like I was like <laughs> losing that fight no matter how much I was dominating. And but some guys always think they're winning no matter what happens. Like they always oh, think they're winning no matter what. 23 and 5 or something? What was your record? 
20 and 7. Uh, you're right. You were not always losing. You lost seven fights. 20 wins, man. That's four, something. That's... And, four, and four of your last fights or five, you lost like four in a row. And those were all bullshit fights for the most part. So you really were like 20 and two when you actually tried. That's what I like to tell myself. I mean, I mean, you, I mean honestly, like you actually trained for what? Like the last four fights you didn't even train for. No, the last, yeah, last five, not a, like literally not even a day. I couldn't, it just hurt too much, man. I couldn't do it. It was, uh, but it's also somebody, it turns out if you like, take a deal in Japan to make 30 or 40 grand, they only give you 15. I never would have taken a fight on 24 hours notice if I'd known I was only getting $15,000. Uh, they're like, yeah, we'll give you 30. And I'm like, cool. So I get there and they count it out after the fight, it's 15. And I'm like, no, no, it was 30. And all of a sudden they don't speak English anymore. And they're like, what? Like, and I'm like, no, no, no $30,000. Right, and uh, I was actually going to, I got a place in Australia to pay me by one time because I was going to go on Ariel Hawani's in a Bay Hour. And I'd lost to Soa Pulele in Australia. And the guys didn't want to pay me my last $3,000. So I told them I was going to get on Errol's show and say that they tried to have sex with me. And I wouldn't do it. So they said they weren't paying me the 3000 And that they had paid me to lose to Soa Pulele, who was also their client. Like, they managed him. And so I had my money with, like, in, like, two hours. They wired the money. And I was going to do the same thing to the guys in Japan. But Monty Cox, my agent, told me I would end up dead within the week if I said that the owners of the uh, – place yeah. I fought it was that guy Anoki that fought Muhammad Ali back yeah, there wrestled him he's the one who owned it he said he's real mixed up with the Yakuza and I would be dead inside a week if I started saying things like that about him being yeah you don't want to fuck you know, dead or pain to lose now, so the first I don't know. The, the first Pujanowski fight did you train for that one uh that one I think was on like 11 or 12 days notice um they wanted they tried to pay me to lose um they asked me like uh if I could keep the fight interesting and I said the fight will be what it is you know and they're like, well, can you try to like make it last in the second round? I said, I can't promise you anything. They're like, well, what, what would it be worth to you to try to make it go? You know, he's a big star for us, this and that. And I was like, unless you're talking life-changing money and the mid to high six figures, I'm not interested in carrying anybody because I knew what they meant. You know what I mean? They wanted him to win. And uh, I was like, uh, they're like, oh, no, no, because they only paid me 10 and I don't know, maybe 12,000. It wasn't very much uh, for the Pujanowski fight. But, yeah, it was like an eight, eight or nine days notice. And how much did you actually – so you only trained for nine days for that fight? Yeah, and like four of that was travel or five, so I only had like four or five days to, amazing, to do Greg, anything. You beat the world's strongest man for four days of training. <laughs> yeah, and I hadn't trained for like I hadn't trained for a long time before that, man. Like anything, uh, back was really, really bad. So, so Diego Sanchez has COVID, and he's in really, really bad shape. Uh, uh, he he's got blood clots. He looks like he's on a ventilator. I mean, he looks like he's oh in shit, terrible, terrible fucking shape. Um. And, you know, I guess he had it a week ago, and he said uh, he was, like, beating it. He's like, oh, I got COVID, blah, blah, blah. And people, like you said, you take the vaccine. And he said, I'm not sold on the vaccine yet. Well, I guess it came back a lot worse. So he, he looks terrible. And, you know, uh, so, listen, uh, you know, prayers to Diego Sanchez. I hope you get better. I'm, I'm sure he's going to beat COVID. I, I, I know he will. But people on his Instagram are, like, should have took the vaccine, smarten up, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, not the fucking time. The guy's in the hospital, clearly in shape. Not the time to lecture somebody on should have took the vaccine or maybe next time you'll be smarter and this and that. I don't know. I have a problem with that. Like, I have a problem with people like, like really? That's like, it's like, I told you so or blah, blah, blah. Or like, you don't think like the guy's fighting for his fucking life and now you want to be take the moral high ground and just kind of rub it in? I don't know. It's kind of a shitty fucking thing to do, in my personal opinion. Greg? 
Uh, listen, I, I totally, absolutely agree with that. You don't, you know what I mean? He's already going through it. Now's not the time to, to be preachy and to give him the I told you so's. But the lesson is there, and it doesn't need to be said. Yeah. You know, you can just, the lesson is obvious. You know, this is the risk. This is, you're talking about an incredibly strong fighter, and he's going through hell. And that's always been my point about all this, because people love to talk about, you know, the survival rate. The survival rate is, okay, right, but, but surviving doesn't mean it wasn't horrific. But doesn't also, mean you went through an incredibly horrific experience right. on the way there to your survival. But, but you know, also, these long haulers really deal with some serious shit. And so I think the lesson, and that's the thing, the lesson's baked in, and you either see it or you don't. And if you don't want to see it, nothing, any comment on the bottom is going to change your mind, you know? What's funny is they didn't tell him so. No one knew if he was vaccinated or not. But people want to jump on. Like, I told you to get it. Like, as if they're talking to Diego Sanchez on a regular basis. Hey, get vaccinated. Like, it's just, it, people are something else, man. It's, uh, I don't know. People, I, people are something else. I'm just glad Listen, comments, talking. Twitter comments, comments in general, I think is the great failure of the, the internet. I really do. People's ability to just be assholes and say whatever they want anonymously, you know, it, 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 fuck off. No, you know, I agree with creating content and putting content out there. I agree with maybe thumbs up, thumbs down, but the ability to comment, I think, is the great failure of the internet. Yeah, I, I just think it's just real shitty. I mean, then, and then I wanted to comment back, like, hey, leave the fucking guy alone. He's obviously struggling enough. You fucking. But then all of a sudden, I'll be placed into the anti-vaxer fucking category. Oh, so you're not? Well, now is the time to fucking tell him because he's. And I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't have time. To, and it's never people who you could actually see what they even look like. They always have some- well, and not, exactly. There's always some symbol. Exactly. So you don't even know the. It, it, again, that is the thing. This ability to just anonymously say snarky, shitty things and act all holier than thou. And that's the other thing. Everybody's got some shit. Everybody's fucking up something somewhere. Don't act like everyone likes to act like they're so above blame. And I promise you, there there's someone out there that fucking hates you for some shit. So, so it, it's just stupid. So speaking of Poland, right? Uh, there's a new uh, thing called the war. Right, it's this new uh, fighting organization. That was about fifty years or seventy. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say, as if Poland hasn't seen enough. I don't think this is going to catch up. Oh my God, this is uh, okay. This is Roman Colosseum shit. Finally, they answer the question: How many Polacks does it take to have an international? About like twelve. It's a it's a gang fight. It's gang warfare. Why are the one guys wearing masks? They don't want COVID. To separate them from the, uh, people on the internet told them to wear it so they didn't get it. Can we be honest? Uh, I blame Jake Paul for this. <laughs> What's up, people? It is Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. More props odds and lines than ever before okay bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this thanksgiving 
You gotta head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. It's not just football, okay? Bet Online has pro and college hoops, they got NHL, they got boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. All right, let's get back to the podcast. What, what, what were you saying? I blame Jake Paul for this. <laughs> He started it. He started all this bullshit. I think this was going on before. All this right now, pretty soon. Listen, we have gone full Roman Coliseum. Next, live from, you know, Eritrea, Africa. The the guys fighting lions and fucking throwing a gorilla in there. That's next. We're going there. First of all, who is the girl they kept cutting away to? Like, but also like. Not to She's obviously her. married to four of those fighters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not the time to cut away. I mean, you need like more than one camera. You got to have a split screen or something. Cause like, I mean, it's Poland. Maybe she's the prize. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, whichever gang wins, get to marry Natasha. The one guy was wearing a mask, uh, like a full on mask. I mean, is there any strategy to this thing? I mean, how do you even game plan this? You just, I mean, you got to take out like their best guy first, right? Or something or like- Listen, what? here's how you game plan for it. You get with your homies down at your crib. You uh, you light up some blunts and, uh, and, <laughs> and you're like, tonight may be the last night of our lives, guys. And then you go out there and uh, you fight the other gang. That's what you do. So uh, what do you- what I think do you- they would have been better served to just do it in a parallelogram. <laughs> the way I understand it is, like, the shape matters so much of the cage. But, uh, no, I think on that, man, really, if you want to know strategy, I think the smartest thing is two or three on one immediately and try to get the numbers advantage. Like, if you could put a one guy out of commission, maybe yeah. murder him. Um, like, all, you know, by having everybody attack one and then just uh, – that's what, I was, that's what I was wondering. Was I, I was thinking, okay, so what are the rules in terms of ganging up on a dude? Like, if you knock one guy out, is your guy now free to help you? Does it have to start out one-on-one and think, then work its way down to gang fighting? Or, or, or yeah, how does that work? I think if a guy taps or gets knocked out, he's out of the, of the, of like the gang fight. Um, I just hope but, the refs are better than WWE refs because I've seen guys jump in two-on-one for years and never a suspension, never a fine, anything. Like the, it's it ridiculous. looks like they're fighting in a drained above ground pool. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, they were, there was like so much wrong there. No social distancing. Uh, it, it was just like five. On no five. social distancing. Now's the time to get in the comments and be uh, like, hey, guys, if you're not vaccinated, you get what you get. <laughs> I mean, it's, that was crazy. That, I don't think that's going to, I think that if that comes to the U.S., there's going to be people going to have a problem with that. Oh, yeah. I can't see people. Uh, I mean, oh, as they, it is, they had barely... one for a while, man. They had one they tried to talk me into doing that was team MMA, but with an obstacle course between you. So you had to, like, run up a ramp and punch somebody or jump off, like, some sort of pummel horse. It's still online somewhere. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, you, you had to run around an obstacle course while fighting each other. Sounds like an idea I would have, but uh, it didn't work out for very long. I feel like Metallica should have played. Wait a minute. So you were on American Gladiator? <laughs> 
It was legit American Gladiator. They were really trying to, they offered me something like $3,000 to do it. I was like, dude, I wouldn't fight anyone for $3,000, let alone run an obstacle course. Dude, I went like, to the, you know, that's way to too much. Were you nitro? <laughs> I went to this you look like you could have been an American Gladiator. You would have been I great should've. on that show. We got to bring it back. Me and uh, me and my wife and, uh, and and Violet went to this like bounce house thing. The world's biggest bounce house. It's a pop up bounce house, and they had yeah, those, that looked really cool. And they had one of those American Gladiators things where you like jump from like five, like five, and then it's like. So I tried doing it. Like there was like a bunch of four year olds doing it, and I wiped out so bad. Like I, I fell right on my head and sort of like rolling around, and my my wife was just like this, like this was like, and I'm like, no, I'll, I'll do it again, I'll do it again, and then fucking like, I'm like, I got it done this time. She's like, oh sure you did. Uh, it was it was terrible. Greg, what are you doing? Uh, I'm reading Diego's uh, little oh. uh, the, you know, what he wrote on Twitter or whatever. He's writing a message, to Diego, telling him he told him so. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, dude, get ready. <laughs> get ready to fight in the Omicron. Oh God. Oh, God. That's the, that's the new oh, my that's God. the new shape. It's like a, oh my god. How did it go from Delta if I think it's too to far, Omicron? it's really bad. That was pretty rough. By the way, Max Griffin, Max Griffin, who I have a shirt, by the way, a uh, big fan of him. Uh, he's he, you know, he's one of these guys. I think he's a little into conspiracies, but he's he's convinced that the Omicron came out. This first day that the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, that like it's to distract everybody from from that. Oh my god! <laughs> I heard it came from Cybertron when Starscream and Megatron came. <laughs> you know what? I yours is closer to believable, to be honest. <laughs> uh, these people and their desire to see, you uh, know, whatever. It's so silly. So, uh, and that's the other thing. How does that affect your life? Just go away. Everyone, just go live your life. Everybody way, go yeah. back to work. How about that? We never get a job, out. go back to work, and we don't have to deal with this shit anymore. By the way, we, we, we never found out what Don Fry did for Thanksgiving. Don Fry Jr. Wait, what did I do? I can walk now. So I walk door to door collecting pussies. <laughs> really? Like, I'm done. I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. I'm here to get a little turkey and then fuck some pussy. Wow. I ate, I ate three and a half turkeys and 19 pussies. <laughs> Dude, the one time he told us that, that his ex wife, he went to the guy's <laughs> house and the guy was a home, the guy was a transsexual or something. Like, what was he saying? That the guy was a trans. He w showed up at the house and his, his, remember he was telling us the story where he, like, yes. Yeah. It just got really yeah. strange. The story took a couple weird turns. Uh, what did Hector Lombard Jr. do at Thanksgiving? I tell you what I had. <laughs> I eat all the sheep. Everybody's the sheep. I eat all the sheep. I eat them and I base them in the blood of the elites. Wow. Like the blood of the elites, I base the sheep. And that's what we have for the turkey bird. Well, it sounds like a good Thanksgiving. Uh, that sounds that sounds amazing. Sounds like Hector Lombard. That's what it sounds. Like. <laughs> uh, all right. So this week, by the way, Bellator and uh, Sergio Pettis is fighting Horiguchi. Horiguchi is obviously an amazing fighter, one of the best in the world. Very underrated fighter. Didn't have a great fight uh, sitting in the UFC, but great fighter. Um, he was their one champ, then he lost, and he won. And he's fighting Sergio Pettis, I think, for the belt. Uh, great fight here. Uh, did you know Sergio at all? Sean, like around. Well, I met him once now, but that was it. Just other than that, he fought at uh, back when uh, 
ran, like regional shows were still a thing. He fought in one in Indianapolis, and that's when I first started training. I met him and Anthony, uh, but just for a couple seconds. By the way, your so, boy, the monkey god, won. Freaking got a stoppage. Uh, really who did? Uh, Jared Brooks, the monkey god. Jared Brooks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That little, yeah. That little guy, you know, he's a, he's a phenomenal wrestler, man. Yeah. Uh, also, Kyle Crutchmer, who was uh, an OSU stud uh, wrestler coming off a loss. And then he, he won his last fight. Although the, he, they, were, they, they were booing him because he was a lot of, like, kind of, uh, you know, he was using his – you know, he did, I think he did the right thing. A lot of times wrestlers lose, and then they want to come back, and they kind of go back into striking, or they want to be strikers again, they lose again. Where he went right back to his wrestling, he got comfortable, he got a comfortable, boring win. And, uh, and he got the W, and that's all that matters. Versus, like, sometimes people want to put on a great show, and they get two losses in a row, and then whatever. Also, Spike Carlisle. You know that guy, that maniac? He's this, like, red-headed jack dude that was in the UFC. Uh, his cardio was pretty bad, but then, then he actually he did um, uh, bare-knuckle MMA for a little bit. Uh, now he's in Bellator. He's fighting Hitman Dan Moret, who's a really good fighter also in the uh, military. Uh, that should be a good fight. That's on the Bellator prelims. Sounds like he's trying to follow in Tyron Woodley's footsteps by fighting <laughs> four different uh, kinds of fighting in one year. Uh, he started that, remember? Uh, by, the way, by the way, so we never talked about Misha Tate. Misha Tate, during her fight, did one of those check the oil things, well, it looked like it, against Caitlin. Yeah, mid-fight finger bang. It, it, yeah, it was one of those things where you could, like, take your thumb and put it up the, the person's butt and use it as, like, an anchor kind of. It's been around. That's what it looked like happened. So I posted, you know, Misha Tate's OnlyFans is out of control or well worth it. Got lots of likes. Caitlin Vieira posted on it today. The girl whose butt, she read, oh, my God, and then smiley face. So even though she's uh, – she, the girl who's, who got her thumb up her butt posted uh, – commented on it. So it was like, you know, I'm bringing the whole world she, together. Li- listen, she but, is an oil checker. She carried her like a six-pack. I heard, I heard that she was also the during the fight. <laughs> What's said, oh, that? Oh, my God, and smiled. I don't know. Have you ever put your thumb right. up your butt, Greg, or no? Uh, I'm sure, yeah. Like, like on purpose or? Uh, uh, possibly. <laughs> Sean? I mean, have you have you never put your thumb up a woman's ass? I mean, it has to have happened at some point, right? Only, only when I was fighting them. But um, <laughs> no, my thumb is like the size of most people's fists, so that probably wouldn't be a that's good idea. That's true. That's true. Mine's a comfortable ride. <laughs> my thumb just slips right in and out. It's like a thief in the night. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, so, uh, also in the UFC this week, Rob Font. I take it back. I think he's going to beat Aldo. He's in like a five-fight winning streak. Dude hasn't lost since like 2018. I think everyone's overlooking Rob Font. Uh, he's coming off some big wins. Big win over Cody Garbrandt. He like wrecked Cody Garbrandt. Uh, that's the Saturday night. I'm picking Rob Font. You're picking Aldo, right, McCorkle? Uh, no, I'll probably pick Font, man. I try to pick the younger guy, and I'm convinced Aldo's at least 49 years old at this point, so – um, I think in MMA, a lot of times it, it pays to pick the uh, younger guy that's up and coming, man. It seems like seems like UFC knows how to match guys exactly to get the results they want most of the time, and you're always getting an aging guy versus a young monster, you know? So it's like how they uh, – Well, yeah, that's also – I mean, these guys, they become, you know, stepping stones, proving yeah. guys, you know what I mean? That's what they – they, and I think they're aware of that, too. I mean, they don't accept it. They're aware of it. And they try and go out there and spoil the rides of some young stud that they're trying to, you know, prove as the next guy. Well, uh, man, that's what, uh, that's what happened to me, except the reverse. When they offered me my fight, my first one, they didn't tell me who I was fighting. And I said, well, I don't want to sign until I know who I'm fighting. 
they're like, it'll be another guy's first fight in the UFC. And I was like, okay, well, as long as they're the first timer. And then uh, I found out they were bringing Mark Hunt over, and I was who they were going to feed Mark Hunt to. And then uh, my agent tried to spin it. Oh, no, they're trying to get because he's old. They think you'll beat him. And I actually were the same age, number one. And number two, like, they don't think I'm going to beat him. I'm an eight-to-one eight betting underdog. So no one thought I was going to beat him, you know. So, yeah, they, my, whole, my whole thing was I was afraid I was going to get served up to somebody they were trying to build, and that's exactly what happened. But. So we got to talk, by the way, about uh, our friends over at McDojo Life, who, uh, who came on the podcast before. Nice guy. They always, they're into exposing – fake MMA people, fake MMA gurus. This dude, uh, I've never seen anything like this before. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. Sean and Greg, hold on. Wait, I can tell just from the thumbnail, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, so here we go. Ready? Be a lot of an ISIS video, but with a different ending. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do these guys get work, get jobs? I mean, who's how did how did he know that someone had a knife? He just went like this. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, it's. I was gonna say, let like it's real convenient if you can feel it and know it's coming. The guy screams right before he does. <laughs> but if somebody's just gonna stab you, like, you know, and, and, and that's what I was thinking. I, I'm like, I'm like, wow. His, I love the way he had him put on a mask too. Like now he doesn't know that the guy he hired and paid and directed is coming. He's a sneak attack with the that's mask. That's almost as ridiculous as thinking it would prevent COVID. <laughs> and the camera and the, the he didn't tell the camera guy to come and post it yeah it just the whole thing i but they're doing great work over there at mcdojo life i mean that's insane. uh that is insane and we have had that guy on the show haven't we i remember now yeah i remember yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy nice guy uh clay oh, okay. the guy that was fighting the knife guy I was like how did i miss that episode no no yeah it's the guy that runs mcdojo life yeah uh, it was okay. cool uh yeah also michael cape is fighting uh this week who's uh he was murdering people over i think in Ryzen. his first two fights he didn't do well in the ufc but his last fight he finally is doing what he did over in Ryzen. uh this is a good fight uh and then clay guida is taking on santos i like santos although clay did pretty good his last fight he fought remember that guy that was like the judo guy the guy the greco-roman wrestler that was like an olympian from finland i thought clay won uh, it was like a weird, it was a bad decision, I thought. Um, and so, yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's run down. The, we actually ran on the card last time, though, so I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this all over again. Um, yeah, Jim Crute, Jamal Hall, Jamal yeah. Hall Hill, or John, you know uh, what I'm talking about. By the way, so Jaden Cox, you know who Jaden Cox is? I think it's uh, Jadon Cox. Jadon, Jadon, it's like J, like, explanation point, D-O-N. Jadon, I don't know how to. Uh, uh, Listen, you've done an excellent effort, and I think that's what's important. All right, the guy is a silver medalist wrestler, amazing, like national champion wrestler, uh, just just a stud wrestler. This guy, so he's trading with John Jones, right? And both of them posted on Instagram, and this dude, like, I gotta say, this takedown this guy did, I was floored. Um, you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan, obviously, I wrestled, yeah, blah blah blah, but. 
he um you guys see this that's right eighth grade state champ three years in a row all right first of all four time class a <laughs> new england champion uh, all right so here let me see if i can if i can blow i don't know if i can blow this one up. All right, so here's here's James, John Cox, here's John Cox. Look at this, John. I was all dancing around. Where's the rest of them? Look how slick this guy is. I mean, that was so damn quick against John Jones. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's levels to that, but Sean, you weren't impressed? Uh, not only did about wrestling, but uh, I uh, that's kind of moves you'd expect for somebody whose second letter their name is a exclamation point because that's what you said i think I don't, i'm not sure that that's true but i, I would love to see someone whose second letter is an exclamation point <laughs> not a lot, I mean, you know what i meant uh, well, not second, uh, you okay. said, apostrophe i thought you meant exclamation point i was like i gotta see oh, apostrophe guy. apostrophe i'm an idiot apostrophe and the uh, correct pronunciation would have been j don uh, i'm an idiot I'm saying, i meant apostrophe fuck yeah i know i got you know what I meant? I meant. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I thought his name was actually with an exclamation point. I was like, this guy's awesome. Yeah, he's like uh, Elon Musk. Jada! <laughs> no, no, Greg. The emphasis is on Jay. Yes. No Jay! Jay! You know what I meant. All right. So, uh, by the way, so what are you guys doing on New Year's Eve? Let's talk about that. I will be in El Paso where you just were at the uh, El Paso comic strip. That's what oh, I'm doing. Nice. By the way, I was there with Aldo, right? And like Aldo's the funniest. So Aldo's one of you know, one of my best friends, Aldo. You know, he's like, I think he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in late fifties, sixty, early sixties, but he looks great. So he was on his Tinder, right? So I was looking at his Tinder, and this one woman he matched with was probably like in her sixties or seventies, like spoke no English, right? And he's like, hey, you want to hang out? She's like, I got my grandkids. Uh, sorry. Uh, and then she's like, I'm in surgery. I have an ulcer. And then he writes back, nothing a little sex wouldn't cure. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out an ulcer doesn't get cured by sex, but nevertheless. Yeah. In fact, you may aggravate it. <laughs> nothing a little sex. I was dying. I was like, dude, did that work? Obviously not. She left the chat after that. But uh, I was like, I thought that was really, really funny. Uh, Sean, what are you doing New Year's Eve? Uh, well, my girlfriend really, really wanted to go to a stand-up comedy show so uh, for New Year's this year. So I uh, bought tickets to a Brandon Schaub show and told her we'll go to a comedy show next year. So we'll do what I want this year. <laughs> there yeah, it I, is. I what is that? I think that's two today, only two. Your options are limited when you won't wear a mask or get vaccinated, even with a fake vaccine card. So. Now, it says you could be, have a religious exemption, but what religion... Do you not have to get a shot? Can you be exempt for it? Uh, I just claim to be Amish. Like, I don't know, yeah, I don't know I mean, what the yeah. rules are, but it seems like they, they went. Yeah, down. you could claim Amish or one of those, you know, the, uh, I think maybe Pentecost. Oh, uh, Church of Christ Scientist or Science? Scientist? Uh, I think they don't believe in going to doctors, well, even though that's that? the name of the irony. <laughs> I know. I, I swear well, to God. The science isn't settled, Greg. That's what you're telling me. Yeah. Oh, wait, so why you're would say, you're saying that uh, Jesus is science? But why wouldn't you just say that? Why wouldn't you just say that you're 
a Christian scientist. And uh, oh no, like <laughs> I don't have the education for it. Um, no, because um, you have to like your exemptions. They don't let you have exemptions. Like if you're going to a concert, let's say, or going to you know what I mean, or whatever. They just like that's only like for your job or whatever. Like you can't just uh, say, oh yeah, I'm a scientist. Like you know. But I really do have a card. I got vaccinated. I really do have a card, so uh, I can get anywhere I want or fly or anything like that. I was just teasing. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> This uh, year and a half away from everybody, especially living out on my puppy mill, has kind of made me even more antisocial than before, man. Like, it's uh, my girlfriend and I went out the other night uh, to a casino, and it was weird being around people again in that kind of group. I mean, it was really busy uh, on Saturday night. It's so funny. I had a couple guys I used to do jujitsu with come up and, uh, like, recognize me and talk to me. And uh, I had a funny story about that. I can't remember to save my life. So, never mind. Something really you funny. You look good, though, man. You look like you lost <laughs> I'm a dude. I am actually uh, exercising like crazy and eating no carbs and really eating right. I'm going to get, uh, I don't know. I probably shouldn't put my medical information out there, but uh, when I went to the doctor, I did my blood work and it wasn't the best. So, um, you know, he started talking about, you know, you're going to be pre-diabetic if you don't get healthy. And I was like, that's it for me. As much as I'd like to have a foot cut off before I die. Uh, I think I'm just going to lose, you know, 60 pounds and be in shape. Man. So, Please, man, Cause I would be really it's, uh, Anything happened to you, I honestly, it would be really, really sad. Like, well, my dad was diabetic. I have a brother that's diabetic, so I was pretty much rolling the dice anyway, you know what I mean, by not uh, doing it. But no, I'm done, man. I really haven't reached my break point. I'm not uh, being fat and out of shape anymore. I'm, you'll be really amazed probably the next time you see me. Greg, what was the worst? Uh, especially if I'm laughing at a Brendan Schaub show. Greg, what was the shocking. worst? Greg, what was the worst New Year's you ever had? Worst New Year's? Jeez, uh, I don't know. Probably just something where nothing. I, I don't remember. Most of might have been, you know, doing shows, and I always enjoyed that. So, I mean, probably you know, before I started uh, being a comedian, so sometimes you know, like in high school and shit, we didn't have shit to do. Dude, the worst was I was in uh, Mexico with this like, I was at like, Senior Frogs or something, and like this hot girl wanted to hook up. Like it was like I think the club called La Boom. I think it was like in Cancun, Mexico. La Boom was the big club. And I was like making out with her. And she's like, hey, why don't you come back to my place? And I, I, she was like basically telling me she was going to bang. But my sister, I was there with my sister. Sounds like it. My older sister. Yeah. And she's like, oh. you can't leave. You can't leave by yourself. I have to leave with you, right? And then I was like, oh. So then I got, got her number or something. And then my sister left without me. She couldn't find me. So then I got, like, I think she took the rent a car or something. So then I had to walk back <laughs> to the hotel by myself after not getting laid. Uh, then I ate by accidentally, like I started the next morning, I woke up and it was like 112 out or something. And I was shivering, freezing. Uh, like I was, they, and I had 105 temperature. I ate feces. Like I literally ate like feces, uh, in some food or something. I had to go to some Mexican hospital. They had to pump my stomach. The Mexican hospital was like one bedroom, uh, one room with some lady that didn't even speak English. And I was just shitting in a fucking can the whole time. Uh, yeah. That, and my dad was drunk because he, he didn't want to be with my stepmom. Like, so he was like way too wasted. And plus I was- He's drunk because he has a son that eats feasties. That's why I would have been drunk. <laughs> it was like- son I don't know what's going on. Then I was like literally trying to stay sober because my wrestling team was like, we made a commitment to stay sober. Otherwise I'd have to come back to my high school and do push-ups, wake up at 5.30 and do a workout every day and not talk to anybody. And my dad's shoving beer in my face. Like, come on, have some, have some. Trying to get me to drink. Yes, that was probably my worst New Year's. Uh, yeah. That sounds bad. Yeah. It was, uh, my worst New Year's was um, about three years ago. My dad died. So uh, that made it a little tough. It, was, it actually wasn't exactly New Year's. It was like eight months before, but uh, it was still, uh, <laughs> still resonating at New Year's. So 
I'm just messing with you. By the way, Sean, anytime anyone says like, we're on a group text chat, anytime I write like happy holidays, you're like, oh, it'd be nice if I, my dad wasn't dead. Uh, and that's just, Sean always puts back, by the way, on this text chat. No matter what the thing's about. I love Father's Day now because I can put that all over Facebook. Everybody check the picture with their dad. Like, yeah, don't take it for granted. Like, it's just on and on. What's your biggest uh, botched pussy story, Greg? I'm sorry, my what? Your biggest botched pussy. Like, you had pussy lined up and then you, you fucking dropped the ball. Oh, God. That is a 3,000-way tie for first. I, uh, my, when I was dating, uh, my move was fumble at the goal line. Like if if I had a girl online and everything was going, I'd find a way to fuck it up. I would say something stupid or do something. My biggest mistake was always let's have one more shot, you know, and then one more, and then and I'm like, and there it goes, bye, bye, pussy. That was awesome. Damn it, fuck. Yeah. So I I always found a way to fuck it up. I I really that was that was definitely my move. Fumbling at the goal line was a Wilson special. Dude, I was in Little Rock, Arkansas, and these two girls like were sisters who'd both been cheated on, and they wanted to hook up, like hot sisters. And they're basically like, we'll take you back to our place. So I was like, all right, come back to my condo, the comedy condo. And the fucking feature guy, who used to be the headliner, like I worked with him before, and he was the headliner, and we like swapped. Basically, like two years later, I was the headliner. He's like, yeah, man, you can't come back to my place because uh, the comedy condo, because I have my computer there. Uh, and it's, I'm like, dude, I've seen your jokes. Nobody wants them. You know, like I'm, I'm bringing these girls back. He's like, no, man, I'm going to tell the club owner. Cause it said like, can't bring guests back to the comedy condo. So I'm like, all right. So I, I was going to get a hotel, but my phone was dead. So I'm like, girls follow me to the hotel. And I lost them. And it was like raining. And, uh, and that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was one. I realized how much I botched it because I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I was trading at like Gerald Harris's gym and my tooth fell out. I had a flipper, I had a fake tooth in and I lost the flipper. So I had like no tooth, right? Like my front tooth. Was gone, right? <laughs> and, uh, and my dad's like, well, you're fitting great in Tulsa, right? So I was like, uh, I, I, I met a girl off Tinder. We, sw- we matched and I went to her, back to her place afterwards. But I, she, I, she didn't know I had no tooth. So the whole time I'm drinking, like I, I have a beer bottle in front, like I'm talking. <laughs> You just thought you were an alcoholic. Yeah, and I'm saying like three words. Like I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Dude, I got laid in like nine minutes. Like because of saying nothing. Saying I, nothing. I, yeah, exactly. I'm like, Man. I, it was the quickest. It I was the lesson I refused to learn. Dude, and I hit it doggy style the whole time so she wouldn't see my fucking tooth while I was banging her. I'm like, turn over. This is my thing, you know? Uh, so, yeah, dude, like that was like, uh, that I taught, I taught my way out of pussy so much. Basically, uh, I learned that that day. Uh, Sean, what were you going to say? I lost track at this is my thing. I was going to say, I think the uh, my biggest one was after my second UFC fight, I signed a contract to fight Brendan Schaub, and then it got canceled, and I thought, I'll never get that pussy. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. That's three now. Three good ones. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show. Anything coming up? And then next weekend, I think uh, the weekend after that, I'm supposed to be in Vegas to do the Dirty Show with uh, with my boys, the Smash Brothers. Uh, I think that's December 10th, I want to say. And uh, and then uh, going to London for a little fun uh, after that. So that'll be that's what's up. What are you doing in London? I thought what I was going to say earlier, Adam, when you were saying you were going back to the hotel and you lost those two girls, like they disappeared. I was going to say I figured that would have happened in Mexico. Like if somebody, <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, if you don't think about Mexico, that's sad, but true. Greg, are you doing stand-up in London? I'm going to do one show. Uh, I'm working with Tamar Catan. He's going to... We're going to hang out one night, and I'm going to do a show, but we're primarily going. It's a little travel. It's a birthday gift for the wife, so we're oh, taking nice. her to London to see uh, the Back to the Future musical, which is like her favorite movie. So, Well, if, uh, if you want, I have a friend there that uh, helps get people get gigs. Uh, I, can, I, I can hook you up if you want to do more gigs. Oh, okay. I really I'll wish I'd do, I, do I really more wish gigs. I but... joke that I was offered a role in that until now and not used it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this week I will be in Canada at the uh, Rick Bronson's comic strip in Edmonton, Canada. Uh, and then next oh week. Oh my God, fucking pack a coat. Jesus, this is, oh. I've been up there during the winter too. I think I went in January or something. And I mean, woo, it's real. Yeah, dude. Uh, and then next week I'll be in Las Vegas, uh, December, uh, yeah, Monday to Sunday, doing comedy at the Strat. Next Friday is the MMA award show. Uh, hit me up if you want tickets to that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then, and then the, yeah, so that's, that's what's going on. This Tuesday, I'm in Marietta. Marietta, I'm sure Hendo's probably going to come. It'd be cool seeing him. And what then, are you uh, uh, doing for Hanukkah? Uh, not much. Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably be in Canada. Uh, so, yeah. And then I think. It's like going on right now, isn't it, right now? Yeah, yeah. It was yesterday, it was the first night. And then yeah. I think I'm going to be in Cabo for New Year's Eve doing comedy at the Cabo Comedy Club. Um, nice. So, yeah. So, yep. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Sean. You guys are the best. Take care. Good to see you, buddy. Bye-bye.